Hello, nurse. This is the 55-1 podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. I am here with Rodrigo and Eric, and on the phone is Alex Schieferdecker in Philadelphia. Alex, how are you? I am doing well. It finally snowed here. It feels like it's the first snowfall of the entire winter. It's not quite, but the first serious one. So a big thank you to my president of winter, Amy Klobuchar, uh, for bringing <laughs> winter to America. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Amy Klobuchar and the White Walkers. Uh, I never thought I'd hear, I'd hear Amy Klobuchar. Uh, yeah. Well, there we go. All right. That's perfect. Um, uh, Eric, you pulled your pectoral muscle? Oh, we're talking. Sure. Yes. Yes, that happened. You doing okay? I'm good. Yeah, I'm taking a little okay. ice break. Here's Judo Chop doing something. Yep. Sure. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we'll call it that. Rodrigo? <laughs> Uh, you, you okay? I'm good. I'm I'm getting ready for a bunch of things. Like this weekend, we have a futsal tournament. So for the Blackhawks, yeah, you almost so. got Eric Miller there. You, oh, you we almost, almost, hopefully enlisted. We thought about uh, it, you know, enlisted uh, pod. Uh, you know, one of our uh, co-hosts, uh, Susan Miller, <laughs> future future bartender <laughs> yeah, at yeah, the Blackheart uh, slash piano player. Um, we'll have to have to, her on but, the but but he's uh, he's fun. apparently. He's apparently skipping playing, out. Right? Oh, that's right. He got. He's skipping out on the kids because right. he's actually back with Minnesota United. Oh, we'll right. talk about no, that. Well, that, that, that. That's excusable. We'll it's talk totally about excusable. that in just a minute. Um, <laughs> we're here on the podcast. Uh, I, I've been running around to things. I had a, a film showing at the bar, and and now I'm here. And uh, what film was it? Uh, it was it was a film by uh, a, a close friend of mine, Lee, who um, did a documentary on. Uh, sexuality, gender, and the church, and was kind of showing it in our Ooh. cocktail lounge, and it was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's and, right. It was my reaction too. It's and uh, and it was cool. It was great I, to see. It was yeah. I thought it was United Passions. We will. That'll you know, come. I'm sure. What's funny <laughs> is um, we had United Passions. Uh, a friend of ours, uh, Joe Leba, brought United Passions to the bar because we did the um, the uh, um, Death Loon Solstice, and I wanted some stuff in the background. So he left United Passions. It is in our cocktail lounge. That's we will amazing. have a viewing just there <laughs> soon, sometime uh, in the next couple weeks. I'm just going to pick a night, and we're just going to do it. And like catch a train, be, Alex. Catch it'll a train. be more people will have watched it at the bar. It'll be like four <laughs> of us, and that'll still double the. Uh, the the, the, the premiere viewers who have ever seen it. <laughs> What's great is that Joe actually owns a copy. He was he was like literally one of two people in Minnesota in the theater that day, and then he bought a copy. So Amazing. you know, credit to Joe Leba. Um, uh, so we've got things we'll talk about. I don't even know, uh, but everyone's good. We've we've done the. We thing. survived a polar vortex and all the other snow that comes yep. out here. We're yeah. ready for the next round. More That's right. in hours. Yeah. Well, hours will be shoveling ourselves up. Clubish. This is how dedicated we are, right? Because they don't they don't plow the side streets in St. Paul at all. We all made it here. I right? will say something though. Last week, I was I was very surprised. The side streets here, uh, the the plows actually came before Minneapolis. Uh, for the first time in a very long time, I was yeah. For the first time for the first in forever. Yeah, for real. So, <laughs> so um, count it, we'll, count it, St. Paul. We still have to do the uh, the urban planning uh, podcast, which um. Alex, I don't know if I've told you this, but there have been listeners who are like, I really want you guys to do that Urban Planning podcast. <laughs> oh, so, no. and, 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 <laughs> next year and, during the off-season, I think we'll just do right, that. But, we'll, then, but then in your... Yeah, or when, when Minnesota gets eliminated from the playoffs in August. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My, once we get tired of saying Heath out... Yeah, my, my son Emil had this... Uh, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Eric or Alex, but my... I oh, saw I, it. I sent it to you, Alex. Yeah, um, uh, he had created this... He loves creating piles of things and he loves talking about traffic jams and animals and he started talking about like this traffic jam and it was so funny like many things of parents you think it's the funniest thing and like you need to capture this and spread it to the world and he's like talking about how it's important and i was like well why don't we create buses and trains and he was like, oh, no, but the city is old. It has no money. It spent all the money. What did he say? He's, they spent all the money at stores and on eating aminals. And, <laughs> and right. it's yeah. like, it's perfect. It's and like, I was like, I was like, there's some point. I mean, this, what else Yeah, this is the joy of having a four-year-old. <laughs> and like, and just like, like, okay, you are saying things that kind of make sense, but make no sense. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so this I'll, podcast... I'll Lisa hire him over at Met Council. He's yeah. ready. Oh, he's he's ready. You know, what, what the great part, though, is that um, I was trying to push him to be super progressive, but he was jaded St. Paul. No, this city is old. There's no yeah. money. How can we do this? I'm we sure he's to... furious about organized trash collection. 
<laughs> you know what? That's you know what? That's one. the next question you yeah, should yeah. ask. Yeah. All right. Let's. I know uh, I am. Let's uh, let's do this. Off the rails. We're, we're going to just take a break, collect ourselves, because we. I, I was running around crazy, so we're all running around crazy. Uh, you know, in our conversation, we'll come back. Let's talk. Uh, we'll get to Vita Manone, but we've got a couple things uh, off Vito. the bat. So let's let's hear big quarters. Cosa bella. Salty was talking today about the Kraken. I was like, how do you know about the Kraken? I was like, it's this octopi type monster that's in the middle of the sea that 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 if you fish too much it will up it will up and, and, and destroy your boat and you and I'm like <laughs> Where did you learn that? And I was like I was like, Do you don't know it's a mythical creature? I was like Talk to me more. He's like he's like, So you think go, do you think the Kraken is a is, is a is a good thing or a bad thing? He's like, I don't know. Looks kind of scary, and I'm like, yeah, but it's preventing overfishing in the sea, right? That's that's got to be a good thing, right? And he's like, it could be, but it's still scary. <laughs> Plus, if you're Aquaman, you get to like surf on him basically and arise from the ocean. Oh, Momoa, yes, Jason Momoa <laughs> can do that. Yeah. Here on the Fifty Five One podcast, uh, let's let's start this uh, just just with the uh, kind of random tidbits. Uh, Eric, you want to talk about the wolves? This uh, this play. Oh yeah, in, was, in Twin Cities. I was going to pull up the run here. Well, I, I can remember it. We had um, we had Shelby Rose Richardson, one of the cast members on the football show. This uh, oh, sorry about that. This past weekend, and she was awesome. And all the it, I mean, it's loosely based on on football on soccer. It's kind of the background. They're all high school uh, women soccer players on a team, and then through that. You get to hear individual stories of their backgrounds, their struggles, their triumphs. Uh, they actually trained with a, with a coach. Uh, they did like real team building exercises. A lot of them, including Shelby herself, played uh, high school and she even played college soccer in California. So they're, they're coming with all these, you know, not just um, performing arts backgrounds, but actual real soccer backgrounds. And so it's all kind of mixed in there. This is the second run. Uh, last year it premiered at the Jungle, still being produced by the Jungle, but just being hosted at the Southern Theater uh, for this second run. And uh, I believe it goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week. Uh, Saturday, Sunday has matinees. And uh, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm planning on being there on Saturday night at the 7.30 show. So Into playing where? Again, sorry. At the Southern. The Southern Theater. Yep. Still produced by The Jungle. It's the same cast, same production, just different venue. They yeah. have a cool thing. They say, uh, same team, different pitch. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Chris, last year for, for 55.1, um, wrote a, an article uh, about this and, and, and got it out basically right at the end of the production, so it's great to see it back. Um, uh Rodrigo, you wanted to talk about Miguel Almiron. The Almiron one. Because you right? you're a, a, a Newcastle fan. and Apparently really, apparently to, to Zeller, but there's only like 15 of us in this, in this city, so we need to find a bar to watch it's this just at. You and, Carl, <laughs> you and Carl Craig. Yeah, it's pretty much, right? You yeah. Know, um, but yeah, no, I was, I was scrambling to try to figure out how I could watch the game over my lunch break, and uh, Twitter helped me out. Thank you, Twitter. Uh, uh, and I was able to watch. Um, this on the stream or something? Or? Yeah, it's on the stream. Oh, great! So, so it was an NBC SN, so NBC Sports Network. Yeah, SN, and I was able to to be able to catch that over my lunch break. And um, you know, as we, one of the things that we always say is like, when what at what minute during during the game do you need to sub in Schuler? Seventieth, yeah. at the seventy first, Almiron came in and. From the get go, um, he had lots of energy. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the concerns for him was for physicality, right? Would he be able to to outlast uh, and be physical in this in this league? And he and he was from the get go trying to push people, trying to push around. Um, his quick play was was something that we've seen a lot. The one thing that I, I laughed at a lot was the fact that uh, if you've watched uh, Atlanta United. Um, you know, he's always one of those is ready that runs in, runs, runs in beneath the seams and is looking for that long ball to kick to because of his quickness. Right. And so he was asking on the left side for the ball, all the time for his, for, from, uh, from his wings. 
uh, and like nobody would pass him the ball because mm. they didn't think he would make that run. And then one of them took a chance at it and put the ball in, and he just got he right it. in there, and he was able to almost, almost curled into the box, you know. And then that's when like people started realizing, okay, you can do that. So it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens over the next couple of games. A what did he get? Like, like half an hour? How much time did he get? Well, he went in seventieth, and okay. uh, you know, uh, United was up, was up one nothing at that point, and then at the ninety fifth. <laughs> at the four minute extra time right 95th minute uh you know um goalie comes out uh instead of punching the ball tries to go up and grab it and um another player went up for the ball and of course the goalie didn't catch the grab the ball and they had the ball in tied 1-1 but overall i was i was happy to see Miguel Miguel uh, Marona be able to have a productive i think successful debut so i'm hoping to see more increases this time in the next couple of games, but I think it really uh, plays to um, Rondon, which um, because he's he, he's really good when someone serves the ball, so it's going to be really interesting. To see. It's a killer reboot of the goal movies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do, have you guys all seen oh, the yeah. goal movies? And, and, and goal and goal two, nope. sir. To goal, so goal there's two. three goal movies. I haven't seen the third. So a uh, first goal movie uh, for for those who have not seen these, um, goal one is about he's he's actually. He's Mexican, but like an he's Mexican undocumented. He, his, his father and him crossed the border. Yeah, he's and in his LA. Little brother right? was Somewhere his LA. little brother was born in LA. Yeah. His dad is a gardener, and all he's ever wanted to do was play soccer. But he plays gardener because he's undocumented, and he gets a chance. I don't remember how he gets to England, but he gets a chance, thinking that they, they he could go out and he and, and to Newcastle, Newcastle, yeah. right. And his father passed away. Uh, uh, he's trying to travel for the team, and there's all different things and emotions. And he's playing for Newcastle. And there are many emotions in this movie. That's right. And, and then um, he gets a chance, and he scores goals. Or you know. right, he scores goals. Right, and he and he builds a relationship. And that was, you know, that that's probably the best goal movie. That goal two. <laughs> goal two. If I remember, one of them he goes to Real. He that's, gets, that's the that's second. The second one. That's the second one. Yep. And then the other one. I don't becomes, care about Real Madrid. I think goal three, which I've never seen. Yeah, so goal two has uh, Zidane in it, right? And has a couple like it has everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a bunch of Real Madrid. Goal guys three, if I remember correct i could google this but fuck google i don't care um uh has like i think it's national team stuff um, it makes sense right you'd go yeah but what i'm curious which is national like, team for yeah, the US. because he's and that's why when i heard about it i've never seen it but i was like wait he's undocumented but it, yeah though. but it's, so that's but, like that would be a really great yeah. but, but it isn't kuno anymore right it's somebody else is oh, it really they the changed the actors one. yeah i think they changed actors oh wild one. no i didn't well, know that because the thing, the thing is that, and this is because in our household, in the Sanchez Esparza household, we we've owned copies of not only DVDs but, um, but digital copies of of, of gold, and so we've watched that <laughs> movie a, a bunch of times. Just because you know I'm a Newcastle fan, and I like to be able to see, see at least my team do something positive <laughs> in some sort of TV screen, uh, but. Yeah, no, I mean every, everybody's everybody's trying to to name it as the as a second second coming of Santiago Nunez. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, movie related I just want to give a shout out to the Daves I know they reviewed uh, Shaolin Soccer which is one yes. of my favorites yeah. and it is spectacular it is I, such I, it's in my queue to a listen to fun, shout out to fun the Daves review. I know yeah. it makes me want to go watch it again because getting it from, I've, I've through never their seen eyes it. for the first time so oh, I've bro. only heard the fa- brother, first half brother, of the podcast brother. as well so it's I need to it's such a party yeah. you should show it at have you seen Kung Fu Hustle it's no, I cat. I don't okay. watch movies. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I They're am like fun. I'm fully a TV person, and I don't understand. I mean, like, it, it, why would you only watch something? It's a, that lasts imagine an hour like and a half. Looney Tunes and Mortal Kombat, like okay. thrown in a blender. Yeah, could you? Can you make a whole season out of it? <laughs> Probably. Then I'll watch it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah. So let's move on to Minnesota United <laughs> stuff. Um. Uh. I'll, I'll start with the less interesting stuff because I, I want to get to the to. To more interesting stuff, the kit launch happened this past weekend. Um, uh, Minnesota United had a they're finally going to get this kit. It takes two years to get a new kit, guys. Right to get the design, whatever. So, okay, there was a short timeline to get our first kit. Okay, first two kits. Then the next year was a little bit. You know, we had the the the, the double gray. Okay, now we've got time. They've been working on this for two years. Uh, they unveiled a white kit that was essentially to me, I've not seen it in person yet, so maybe whatever, but uh, it looks to me like the previous white kit, but they took out the gray. Um, I 
I tend to not care about kits, but I do love making internet jokes. And so I only cared about the kit because it was great jokes. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Alex, you, you have like a, you have opinions on this kit. I think it's brilliant. I mean, look at the subtle off white, <laughs> the raised lettering, the texture. Is that a watermark? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. How did Minnesota get a kit like this? Uh, I, uh, Sorry, I blacked out there. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bravo. I don't know. Bravo. I, I don't. Yeah, I really don't want to belabor it, but it's it's not an interesting kit. Uh, most it, it's almost the away all, kit. Almost right? all Adidas kits are boring. Yeah. Um, As I say, all the other ones that are coming out are but pretty weak. We only get one a year, and this is just my real problem is is not really with Minnesota United or anything, but like Adidas has has. Uh, MLS is by the fire because they only have to produce one kit a year for them. Basically, they're all like cookie cutter. Um, you, we have seen some cool third kits, um, and even first and second. You know, there are cool kits in the league, but they're, but they're phasing rare. out the third kits. Are they really? Yeah. Even like Colorado's awesome blue and yellow one. That's their away. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, I don't think anyone has a third kit anymore. And, and they're basically moving all of the teams to, it seems like, white secondary kits. It's, and, and like, I don't understand what they're doing because Atlanta, who are known as the five stripes, this is like their iconic image, now have the same kit template as Montreal. And it's a nine, it's got nine stripes on it. It's like, any, it's like what they did with Dallas, who had become sort of known for their hoop jerseys. Yeah. It's like any semblance of originality or identity is getting throttled out of these kits by Adidas. I don't, it's terrible. Wait, does Minnesota play Montreal this season? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll, have, we'll have our white away kit and they'll have their home one color kit. No, they've got, they've got the they've blue and they have the yeah. Inter Milan color. It's just yeah. going to be so much white. Um, yeah. Plus I have white and tweet in one. It, there must be like something that like lay people like us just do not understand because you can sell more kits if they look good, right? Yeah. That's, that's I, why we all have the loon, the, right. the wing. As yeah, it were. I mean, I I actually am rare in that I love the old powder blue with the um, black and white. Uh, um, I remember that one sleeves yeah. or ends of the sleeves. I think it's great. Um, it's very it was pretty generic, but. To that me, was with, the with the Admiral, ad, right? Yeah, and it had the well, they did one uh, the next year with Inaria, I think. Inaria too. Um, and it had the the red button. Um, you know, it, it it's not great, but I, that's the one I have. Sure, I've you not seen any too. reason to buy a new one. Yeah, maybe Same. I'm not the target audience here, but I don't know. You're not the demographic anymore. Well, they simultaneously came out with a what looks to me. I mean, I haven't seen it in person, but a really nice black jacket with a sort of subtle. Wing design on the back. Apparently, those sold which, out. In fact. Yeah, which sold out immediately. They're back. And no, on the, on the website. So I don't know if they're going to sell out their original run of these white kits. I mean, it's it's like you can go to Target and buy a Hanes T-shirt for a lot less, <laughs> and they come in packs of yeah. three usually. So Hanes, Hanes T-shirt and a sharpie. And then you need a sharpie. You can yep. color it. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for uh, for someone to yeah, just like just sell those, scalp those outside. Just sharpie the loon logo loon in logo and, and, and a a put a target there. Uh, that, oh man! I mean, all amazing. I want is just like some sort of silhouette of a bird, right? Like somewhere on that, besides you know, besides on the collar. You there know? are like just many simple things that you right. could do. You know, to you make just, it the target logo could have been the same blue as the stripes. That would yeah. have improved it. Also, anyway. yeah, the blue is Enough a totally different blue. It's a, it's a, it's like an electric ice blue. Um, looks like electric a mint ice blue. You know, I, yeah. So. Let's enough t- kit talk. Yeah, at the at the um, at the <coughs> unveiling, they uh, also unveiled Vita Manone and oh, also oh, Roman yeah. Metinier, um showed up. Uh, so yeah, two new players there. We've known about Roman for a long time. Um, uh, Vito, we've known about for a bit, uh, and is now the the new. Uh, I, you would assume the new number one. Um, the default number one uh, until three weeks into the season when he gets benched. <laughs> Or something and then he gets we, injured and then Bobby Shuttleworth yeah. takes over as scheduled. Yeah. We're back to back to <laughs> what, what we've done. But um, uh, Vito Manone, who wants to? Because uh, I'm. How many Twitter questions do we have about this? We we have a, a few, so I'm just gonna like rather than bring read them specifically. So he's pl- he he was he was 
playing. No, he wasn't playing. He was on the roster for the second division, right? For Reading. Uh, F- Reading. Yep. Reading, right? Or Reading, right? <laughs> make sure, you, make sure you say Reading to reading, Ben. Right, I love right, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to go to Ben and be like, Reading, 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 Ben, Reading. Anyways, yeah, he and he had fallen out with uh, with the with the coach, and so he wasn't getting any starting time. But he is known for at least PKs, at least saving some PKs. Mm-hmm. He well, he was previously with Arsenal, and he got loaned out a bunch. And his most yeah, famous stint was probably with Sunderland. With Sun- yeah, right, right. Where right. they made the I think I, I may get this wrong, but they made I think the FA Cup final, including beating Manchester United. In a penalty shootout, um, and this was back when Manchester United were a serious team. So, you know, it was he got a lot of attention for that. I mean, that's certainly how I know him. I, I haven't really watched him since, but he's only thirty, and he's got a record of, you know, playing with some very good teams. Teams certainly above MLS's level. So, it's encouraging. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, give a little uh, competition, a little push to Bobby, and let him fight for it. I mean, from what I've heard, he's uh, he he doesn't have um, he's not very good with his feet. But then, like in the MLS, uh, when they interviewed Heath, there was like he that he's good with his feet and i'm like there's a there's some there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, like who's who's right who's wrong i was like are you which scouting report are you are you reading they, people say he's not very good all the fans and the people that yeah. they're saying is he's not very good playing out the back he's not very good with his feet and he's saying like he's very good with his feet i'm like i'm like which one Heath is, is also saying we just need to get two or three more players right, exactly right yeah so. so mike kinsella says what what's the scouting report on Vito? as much as we love bobby for the last two years should we be disappointed if minone doesn't start game one uh, my, my take on this is this on on the goalkeeper thing um minnesota united has from day one wanted a better number one they've they've looked at the goalkeeping spot as something they need to improve on if you look around the league there's only there's a lot of people at the Bobby level, maybe slightly better, slightly worse, blah blah blah. Right? That we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. There's a lot of B plus, B B plus players, goalkeepers. There are not many A level goalkeepers, and even fewer, none, available. Right? I mean, you're not going to get the Sean Johnsons. You're not going to get the um, Bill Hamids. Uh, the um, Brad Guzans, the Zach Steffens, etc., within the league, uh, and so the team. I feel like is, Brad Guzan's like sixty. Yeah, he's actually only like thirty-five. <laughs> I, I think, know, but, but yeah, I feel like he's been around forever. Um, but so the Tim team, Howard's still playing. The team is not going to get this guy domestically. Um, they could. There could be some guys in the works. There could be Dane Sinclair. Could could be you know, but he, Dane Sinclair uh, uh, is not ready to yeah. to do that. Um, and so they, they look internationally. And then, obviously, we talked about it on this podcast, uh, Augustin Rossi yeah. was, is a very promising young player. And had he not been a piece of shit who beats women, uh, it would have been a great capture, right? Like, right. good, get this young player. But, hey, guess what? Thankfully, the team moved on from that. Right. And I can, you know, then they're in this spot where they need another number one. Do you go just get anyone? Uh, who maybe isn't going to be better. They got Vito Manone on a one-year loan. Manone is someone who, like, it's a low risk because it's not costing that much money. Um, medium reward, probably not a high reward. We don't expect him to come in and be the top five goalkeepers in the league. Why not? I think I think it's a high reward. Could be. He's, I guess, he's 30 I guess so. years old. He's played at a higher level than... Most Basically, league, yeah. anyone in the league besides Brad Guzan. I mean, he he should be better than Sean Johnson. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can buy that. I can dig. Um. I I don't I don't think the expectation should be there, but um, it's another one of those things where the team can do this, and then in the summer they can find a better thing, and maybe in their contract there it's like okay we can say goodbye to Vito, uh, in the summer if he's no good, and we found a better replacement. But they found I think. In the situation they're in, it's a pretty good spot, right? They got a guy who is nationally known in the U.S. People know him. I knew him from his Arsenal days. Um, And, you know, they're bringing him in on loan. So if he's no good, he can be gone. And they get a little bit more time to keep doing that. 
he's not the only piece of the defense. Goalkeeper's not the only piece of the defense that can be improved. So I'm I'm pretty optimistic about that. You know, it's not the best situation, but I think in the in the spot that they were in, I think it's a good capture. For yeah, them. I mean, I think it's an improvement in where they are, and 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 I think it's it's you know. If you watch his highlight reel, it's, it's mostly a lot of one-on-one stopping the ball, you know, uh, coming out to to do that. I mean, his handling his handling is, is not the best, you know, um, and his playing out of the back or using his feet is not the best. But sometimes you don't really need that. You need someone just to be able with the, with with our poorest defense that we had last time. We would have just someone who was able to to be able to have a good reaction time. I mean, just be big, right? Be big mm-hmm. and when you go out to be be big and be able to to contest for the ball and and do that. I mean, that's that's exactly kind of like you know what would be an improvement, right? And um, and I'm hoping that's what it is. Though I I, I like Sinclair's handling of the ball. Um, his hands on the balls are pretty good, and and you know I'm hoping that he gets at, at one point. Joke. Yeah, it's it's. I, it's... I was way more adult than you. I was, <laughs> I was only just thinking it. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. guys, you guys. <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, I'm hoping sometime during the Gold Cup we get to see uh, Sinclair get some get some playing time just to be able to get some uh, some reps under that. So yeah, I think be. he's promising. Or so. Sinclair goes to Madison and get some time. Uh, we'll talk about the Houston game in, in a minute. Uh, um, or I guess let's do that now. Unless you do, you have any final thoughts on you're you're all about the goalkeepers, uh, Alex. So I I want to give you a minute. We have three goalkeepers. How are you feeling? Oh, I think it's, I think it's, uh, th- this is perfect. Um, I think at the beginning, so we needed an, a new number one and we needed to pick someone promising out of the draft. And we did both those things. We, we got the first selection of goalkeepers in the draft. Uh, and we picked a guy who is not ancient. Um, initially I was kind of thought the signing was terrible because I was confusing him with Julian Speroni, who is, I think 55 by now. But, but no, Manoni's 33, which is, oh, sorry, he's 30 years old. I'm sorry. So he's, he's kind of in the prime for a goalkeeper. He's got tons of experience. Uh, I think it's a really, really good move. And the thing, the thing that people need to understand, Minnesota fans, is that Bobby Shuttleworth is not a very good goalkeeper. He, he has reflexes and he has the ability to once in a while pull off, uh, like, how did you did that kind of save? But he also lets in way too many shots from distance, and he's not good at controlling his box. And Minnesota, have he's fine as a backup, but Minnesota, if they want to make the playoffs, have needed more consistent goalkeeping. And maybe Minoni is, maybe he isn't. I, I think, you know, his pedigree suggests he should be that upgrade. But um, everyone loves Bobby Shuttleworth, but... But we needed a new number one. Yeah, I love the optimism. It's good. There we go. Perfect. Um, so let's uh, let's mm, let's go to Houston and talk about that game. Uh, it was 120 minutes of pure nihilism. Joy. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- let me start with by by this, and and this uh, uh, I'll go again to you, Alex, because I know what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Minnesota United for the third year in a row is uh, playing preseason games with one starting lineup not changing that lineup at all and what can you tell me about that I, I think it's dumb I mean I think that this is the time when this is the this is like the you have no other time when the season starts every experiment you take is a risk because if it backfires you could lose points but in preseason you can take all kinds of crazy risks you know it's a it's a 120 minute game in 3 quarters you know if you want to uh try different combinations of players you know if you want to put Romario Ibarra at striker. If you want to see if Mason Toy can can be a starter, if you want to, you know, make Angelo Rodriguez a fullback. I mean, you can do whatever you want <laughs> in preseason and see if it see sticks. And I get that there's a, there's an argument for 
creating pairings and giving them a lot of time together. But we have six games of of preseason, so there you can spend a couple games experimenting, and then you can spend the rest of the games working on partnerships. I mean, you know, Roman Mietenier has not has not played with the team yet, and he's probably going to be starting on week one with only three preseason games. So if it's good enough for him, you know, why why isn't it good enough for someone else? I just don't understand. And, uh, you know, I'm not a professional player, but I, I try to put myself in the shoes of a professional player, and I think the co- if the coach has already decided what the the starting 11 will be in Vancouver, you know, what, what's, why should I put in the effort? Because I, I didn't even step on the field. I didn't even show the coach what I could do. And already I'm not being considered. Well, I want, I want to come back to Romario after this, after this question, which is exactly playing on that, which is every year, the last two years, we, we have, uh, some history with this. We play the same preseason uh, lineup, and then we start out with a starting lineup on day one, and we've all seen what that starting lineup day one of the season looks like by week 30 of the season, right? By week five or or six. Right, exactly, five or six, yeah. I mean, we could go back and who started last season and who uh, was still starting uh, five weeks later. you know, some of it was injury, right? With yeah. uh, with with Finley Molino and, and Molino, but um, but it, it you're using Schuler out of position in this role, and maybe some of it is getting giving Schuler. If you think that that's going to be a thing you do with this kind of midfielder, wide midfielder who kind of tucks in and creates a three man midfield, um, that's fine. But like, now I'll get to the Romario question for I, I, either of the two of you in the room with me. Where the fuck is Romario Ibarra? Why is he on B team? Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. I, I didn't get to watch as much of the game, and I'm quite happy about that. <laughs> yeah. See how depressed you all were when I got to the bar. But uh, that's, that's right. You were me. showing it at the bar, right? How was the crowd of that? It was good. I mean, but largely it was just eventually by like, by, uh, by the by the thirtieth half. There's a lot of head people were people were just like uh, chatting what? with each other. They were like, yeah. Uh, no, I thought that, I thought it was really strange. Mostly, though. it was actually awkward because the bar because it was with just like Callum Williams. Uh, uh, right, a, that was the only voice. in a that was room. The weirdest thing, like just like oh, I need to, like take a minute and get a, eat a sandwich and then be like, <laughs> uh, Miguel Ibarra passes to Darwin Quintero. <laughs> Pastrami, it's very tasty. tasty. <laughs> uh, Credit to Cal, though. 120 right. minutes with yeah. like having to having to call out the names of like 40 plus players. Right. Is is that and trying to keep is that Dijon is, mustard in a zero it, zero game? It's, yeah. It is it di- and Dijon mustard on the pastrami. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> it, it was very awkward to have on the bar. I was actually, was, I think eventually maybe I did put music on. I was just like, this is so awkward for anyone well, we else. Were, but, we were watching the replay at my house and we were like, ooh, yeah, I know, Watching right? the replay of it is yeah, yeah, particularly yeah, I know, hellish. I know, I know. That's my dedication. We're watching the replay because we, we weren't able to catch the game. Watching the replay and we're like, and like the first thing all my, <laughs> my whole family's like, how come there's no sound? And there would be like 30 seconds of like, no sounds, then mm. Cal would say something. Mm. We're like, oh, wait, there is mm. someone. This is someone broadcast. Alfalfa sprouts really, really, really add a great flavor to this. Mm. <laughs> but oh. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, someone like, shot a goal. Uh, nope, they didn't get anywhere near it. Okay. <laughs> it's just one of those situations where you want to be able like, are Ethan and Molino not up? Not fit enough to be able to see any playing time. Is that well, what I'm assuming? Ma- that that's a great question. Molino, we know is is I think back in Florida, right? Um, getting getting his other knee. But Ethan is not. Ethan is like missing, missing in action. I have no idea. And this he's is where in it's all the like, promos and all the all the photo yeah, ops, like, well, but he's well, not in. Where where is but where he's not is playing. Ethan? And I think that um, would have been like it, it, if, at least if you're going to give him ten minutes. I mean, like we have forever substitutions. Like right. it's like you know, it's like, we were it's, spoiled by Pablo Campos, who like tore his ACL and then went back to Brazil, like ran on a beach for a couple months, and then came back by the end of that shorter NASL season. Right. 
That was crazy because I, I, I don't know what, I mean, I'm sure there are varying degrees of these types of injuries. I know Molino's injury was more severe than, than, than Finley's injury, but it's pretty wild that Pablo Campos was able to come back within the same NASL season after getting hurt in preseason. He must have had a killer montage scene on that beach. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. What's, what's the, what do you, is that the music? I don't know. That. No, no, no. It's got to be more inspirational than that, the music on that one. What is that, the Stallion song? Whatever, whatever, whatever. Not sure. Well, it's <laughs> some kind of video game, but I mean, you know, video game montage. We should just do like a Double Dragon montage and then just have it running in the background doing that. <laughs> I guess I, I, was, I was thinking like Journey or something like that, guys. But or Sorry, Alex. Rocky. Something serious. No, on, on, the, on the injury <laughs> thing, like the <laughs> team is back. sort of, I don't quite know what's going on. You know, Romario, I, Adrian, he said something that made me think that Romario wasn't fit. And I don't know if it. It didn't look like he was injured. He's but fit he, enough to play 60 minutes, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and At least 20. Uh, and, then, and then, like, um, and, and Ethan Finley has this. And then, of course, Abu Dunladi is just, is just no one's ever heard, heard of him again. You know, yeah, Sam Cronin, obviously, uh, he's still technically on the team's roster, but clearly not in the team's plans. Who so is? I think Sam Cronin. Is he really? No, he's not on the roster, is he? Oh, yeah, go to the website. He's on the roster. Um, I think that like, (laughs) I wish the team would do better about communicating about injuries. Um, but I'm mystified by these, but I mean, like a Buddha Lottie, we can probably put the pieces together, but like, I don't understand the sort of, you know, cause remember with Romario, he was playing well last season, but then he was never getting starts. Mm -hmm. He would always come on for like 20 minutes. And I'm, you know, I, I, does the guy have like, asthma or something i don't understand like <laughs> like just a copper pot <laughs> i don't understand i don't understand he is he has never played the minutes that you think you should be able to play with this team and it's like been six months now it's yeah. confusing yeah and why didn't they sub in between the little quarters since they were already playing like american football quarters well yeah instead of changing like 60 right, minutes. Yeah, why can't you sub someone thing, back like, in? I don't yeah, get it. You know, yeah. just give give Romario 30 minutes yep. with the with the team. Do do one of them. And maybe, you know, again, we, we said this guys. before. Look, the the first three preseason games were always going to be bad. I think we would complain about it, but but if the team didn't show them to us, it wouldn't be the end of the world because guys they are ju- they they are literally scrimmages. Yeah. Now these next three are going to be preseason friendlies, right? They always do this. They play a couple that are just like, uh, you know, we're gonna play, um, you know, Doug and his team of scrappy <laughs> underdogs here uh, from the from the suburbs. FC uh, Tucson, Doug. yeah, from, yeah, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> w- yeah, FC Tucson is actually Doug in the, in the underdogs. Um, and, and now that they go to Orlando, they'll be playing the uh, New England Revolution this weekend at four o'clock at Blackheart of St. Paul. They won't be playing at the bar, but it's gonna say it's like the screen. <laughs> the screen is so big that like, it might just be in the room. PS4, um, right? uh, and we'll we'll hear all about Callum Williams' uh, sandwich, whatever whatever he's been eating that afternoon uh, with alfalfa sprouts, pastrami, Ray and Poupon. and no, it's Dijon. Ah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, How dare I? so these games are, are are totally meaningless. But they're maybe not. Maybe then sort of why sense, don't you just though. let them play together? But, like, I mean, they're that's really meaningless, though. I mean, because you you have an opportunity to, as Alex was saying, you have the opportunity to play with the roster, right? You sign new people. Yes. You're trying to create ca- chemistry. You're trying to see what works, what doesn't work, right? This is the the idea of meaningless means means to me is like that you don't really care, but in a sense you do, right? I mean, they're meaningless in the aspect that it does not hurt your your season. As points, but it does hurt you if you don't find the right players to play in the right positions and situation. We don't see no, Rom- we haven't seen uh, Romario, we haven't seen Finley, uh, we have we haven't been able to see what else anybody else can do. I mean, the only reason o- Onsberg saw any playing time is because freaking Cavo got a red card, and I'm still trying to figure out what the heck did Gasper. he do. Yeah, Gasper got in for him. Gasper got in for Calvo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they did. I'm sorry. I thought it was 77. So, uh, That's all I remember. Uh, I mean, this was my this was my hobby horse last year, and it, I mean, looks like it's going to be again. Get back on it, buddy. Um, Woo! Yeah. Woo! It. Um, <laughs> because like because like it does hurt the team to do this because you know 
we had invest. It was like a sunk cost fa- fallacy. We had invested so much into this this pairing of Boxel and Calvo, and they, you know, they kept making mistakes. And it took like many weeks into the season for us to blow that up and try and like give up on that as an idea. And now that we've sort of given up on it as an idea, it's like never coming back again, which is like, it's all wrong. That's like, that's like the wrong way of thinking about it from the start. It should have been one of several options. It should have been, you know, it should have been, we should have, we should have seen if it worked or not. And then we should have tried, you know, a bunch of other things. We should start the season with more than one, than just plan A. Right, right. Especially, I mean, and especially given the fact that Coleman Calvo was our best defensive pairing the first year. I, I just, I just think it's wrong. Is Christian Ramirez going to start on the bench this year? I think he's going to. I think he's going to start on the bench. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, yeah I, 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 I agree. It's, it's really tough to not come out of these games without just feeling like this is deja vu, right? I mean, we're seeing the same thing where we're, we're we get one lineup pushed out and then week three we're going to see something else because uh obviously it's not working here's Uh, what was good yeah houston should be like a week and a half ahead of us in terms Mm -hmm. of preseason because they literally started like a week and a half before us and they play champions league that's why they get to start early because they play champions league in in about a week and uh, our first team was better than them in the first 60 minutes we played better Hey, can I ask you, anyone who wants to talk about Gregoosh? Because I, uh, um, he had a, a great shot on goal from distance. Um, do we have any sign of, of what kind of player he is other than what we've been told he is? Do, have, has that been different, uh, what we've seen? Or, or do, you, do we see anything positive or interesting about him? Well, he has a much better foot than, than Alexi does on the, on the set play. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he's our set yeah. piece taker, even he's though he's so like all of thirty us. feet so, yeah. tall. He's like right. Thor out there. I mean, he and and he's willing to he's willing to take those, and he has a he has a good foot on putting in a man location. I mean, there were uh, I want to say maybe three opportunities, and when he did that, and we we had we had opportunities to be able to put the ball in the back of the net, we just weren't able to connect. Um, uh, he he takes up space. Um, right? I mean, he's big. He, has, he, he has, takes a space. For, he has he, mass. He, he he passes the ball. That's another thing, right? I mean, no, no, no. But I he mean, has long giraffe eggs that I, giraffe legs that I associate with like Musa Sissoko. Yeah, where it doesn't the ball doesn't always seem to make sense, but but it sort of stays between his feet. Yep. Um, and I really appreciate that. That's one of my favorite characteristics on a player. I think one of the things that I did appreciate is that we didn't have last year in the midfield was the fact that they were able to at least try to step up uh, and slow down the attack. He had a foul in where he literally, someone beat him and he just took him down, right? He used his big body yeah. and took somebody down and slowed down the play. I appreciate that, right? Yeah. Instead of trying to put it all on the defense, which was, you know, that's the other thing, I guess, how did you guys feel? With Ike and everything else going on, how did you feel about the 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 back four? So I'm a big Ike liker. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, I, I, and and I I, I loved seeing uh, Coleman get time in these preseason games. Uh, can't say I saw a ton from him. Uh, that, but I he had a really good one v one defense against Albert Elise. Great, cool. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I I think that. The defense looks promising considering Carter Manley, you know, um, who did not have a good first season, looked pretty all right. He looked all right. You know? That was, yeah. that was the interesting really good for runs. me. Right? So it's nice to see, like, guys, like, you know, get some confidence out there and, right. and get and, some time. And, he, and, and Ike won a lot of, lot of balls and then a lot of slide tackles and saves and just being in the middle in the right time situation. We've, we've seen over the, over the seasons with this team that – no one's there at the right time yeah. at the right to, to be able to, to clear a ball, you know, or clear it, you know, Ibsen style, right back to somebody else's foot, and then give an opportunity to go. But just random, random notes as, as we think about a few players out there. Darwin obviously looks awesome out there. No, nothing has changed. Uh, I thought Colin Martin in this Houston game had a few times where he was knocked off the ball and just stayed on it. He was very tough. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just like two moments I noticed that I picked out of the blues, but I just noticed and was like, oh man, yeah, he like, he had this kind of, you know, pit bull nature with that ball and staying on it and keeping with it and moving out of it, which is great. You know, I didn't think he had a great season last year. It's great to see Eric Miller back with the team. Um, you know, uh, he got re-announced last week and then joined up with the team and he got a little bit of time at center back, right? If I remember correctly. Yep. And, um, you know, did a, did a okay job, but really it was just a matter of like, oh, good, he's back. We wanted him he back. Had a, he had a block that probably saved a goal. There we go. So it was a good play by so, him. So I, I really other, liked the, yeah. the way that, uh, in the aspect, Ozzy uh, is so, is, is just demands that, I don't know if it's respect or attention, but directs mm-hmm. uh, the aspect of the ball. He gets the ball and then he quickly tries to play it down the wing, which works. I hate to say it, it works decently with Cabo making those runs on the wing, but he also likes to distribute the ball as quickly as he can. So he controls it, one, two tu- one or two touches, the ball's out of his foot, going to some sort of direction. So that really helps the flow of the attack in a sense, but he also stays central, right? Yeah. And and then and then you have Schuler who was just playing, I don't know, just like go out there and, and, and try to see what he could do. And there were some things that he did good and there were some things that he didn't do so well. But just overall, I don't know what experimentation with him is gonna be in this sense. He he was the most improved in my opinion last 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 season. So we'll see what what what, what role he plays in this one. And um I don't know. There were just you know things that were different that I thought you know were, were were giving me some sort of sense of hope that we might we might might be able to not be as bad as as usual. And uh, maybe this three year plan is something that we might get to see yeah. d- get to see develop at some point. So. Watching the uh, developing relationship with uh, Gregush and and Alonso was was kind of fun. There were some there were some moments that I caught where uh, where Gregush would track back a little bit and you know maybe through their periphery or they're kind of building that sixth sense ozzy would stay up go a little more central and then you know just naturally kind of covering for one another when he'd see somebody break or when he'd see gregush break and then kind of vice versa so watching the potential pivot kind of thing start to kind of come together was kind of cool alex any any final notes on on uh players that that stood out to you or performances that stood out positive or negative well I'm not. I I, th- I I liked what I've I have liked what I've seen from Drew Connor, trialist from Chicago Fire. Um, I keep saying it, but I, I mean I think he, I doubt he would cost a lot, and he's obviously an, uh, not an international. And he, he was homegrown he seems, for Chicago, so I think that he's a homegrown player. So I think uh, that I wonder he if he still has that tag. He's 24 now, oh, but he not. he seems just calm on the pretty calm on the ball to me. Who'd he um, going for? I like that. I liked what I had saw from Brian Anunga in the another trialist in the Charles in the um in the in the Phoenix game. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was really bad against the Dynamo. Um, but Jeff Ruder told me that he has a green card and he was in the USL Best Eleven and was Charleston Battery's Player of the Year last year and as a defensive midfielder, which is a position we need a lot. We need you know we need a backup in. So I hope we sign him as well. It was brought and to my I, attention that I we kind have, of a, have the. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say we we have a certain co-host that likes to date uh, professional footballers, so we could maybe p- take care of that green card situation with. Oh, he already has a green card. He has one. Yeah, well, yeah. Get he's not an international. That's that's kind of he's. That's why <laughs> that's why he's sort of attractive. Has a certain co-host. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't don't mix your don't mix don't mix your, the well, pool don't mix your I don't podcast, know, man. You, you right? guys you guys can take care of it too. Um, I'll just add one more show, player. Okay, that's another show. <laughs> so let me go back to Drew Connor quick because um yeah there's a a, a a guy who lives in the Twin Cities who's a Chicago Fire guy he goes uh, by uh, Fugix Lack on whatever I don't know on, on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, but he said he he was talking about um, Drew Connor and wanted us to talk about him on the on the pod. And I said, okay, tell me tell me about him. Uh, and he says, occasional flashes of very good play, right back in midfield. One of those guys you get the feeling would run through a wall for the club. So it's a bummer they let him go. Uh, and he says, you know, not I'm more emotional describing than than technical. He'll be cheap. He'll fill in and make you wonder why he's not starting. Hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah, I've seen that from other fire people who were kind of interested to see that he was with Minnesota 
Um, we could use midfield depth. Uh, you know, we need one more probably beyond uh, the four we have in there with Schuler, Martin. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, we, need another, we need another backup for Ozzy. Well, we need, he's a, he's a box to box and we could use another reinforcement with a box to box midfielder. And then Anunga is a defensive midfielder. And we yeah. definitely need another defensive midfielder. Yeah. I guess what I've noticed from Connor is that he doesn't lose the ball very easily. He doesn't lose the ball cheaply. He's got samurai um, hair too, right? He does have samurai yeah, hair. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that I'm not sure he'll be starting, but, um, I liked what I've seen from him too. And I, I think he would be cheap and, and, and all that. I just want to mention the name of one other, other player. Um, it, which I think that everyone's been sort of talking about Mason Toy and the work that he did in the off season, and it's like very obvious. Like he looks stronger. He looks. He, he seems to be playing. He's always played physical, but he's more effective at it. He's he's more you know he's stronger. And he's more able to bully other players. I I, I want to see more. He's, he's better. He's, he's <laughs> better at shushing them. Exactly. Yeah. I I want to see more from him because. I'm a little bit wary of my evaluation of him because I think he looks the part, but when I have, when I, you know, when I actually total up what he has accomplished, what he's done on the field, it's nothing more really than, than Angelo. And it's, uh, it's so I want, actually, I mean, Angelo did score goals. You know what I mean? No, well, I mean this preseason. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. God, yeah uh, like obviously Angelo has, you know, had a long career and Mason's just starting. Uh, but, but I think that I, uh, Mason, he, he, the image of him might be a little stronger in my mind than, than what he's actually done for us. But I do want to see, I do really, really want to see him get a chance to, to play with the first team, uh, just for a period of time because I, I do like the way he's moving. Um, he had, he had some good, he does have, he has had some good play and he has not gotten quite the service that Angelo's gotten because he's been playing with the reserves. And so I, I just want to see what he can do. Yeah. Um, well, assuming Don Lottie's still kind of out of the picture, it sounds like he has a pretty good yeah. chance of yeah, hanging around. Exactly. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll come back and talk Twitter questions. All right, that was a long midsection. Uh, we'll just have short intro, long midsection, short Twitter question. Like, like a Gregoosh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> long like midsection. Uh, let's let's do this. I, I want to do um, some uh, some Twitter questions. Let me. Where where do I have them though? Uh, so Don, uh, Donald Straka says, "How much would you pay for an authentic Mingo?" <laughs> we've talked about full Mingo. Uh, um, Peter Wilt, Mingo uh, Fever. Who you know birthed so many clubs? Also birthed another club. A, a the um used to be called like the um it was like the develop it's the development league for U- USL USL like whatever it was called. Now it's USL two. But uh, the the Green Bay Voyagers. Did you guys see this logo? Oh, yeah. Which apparently is the original. So, they're using the original colors of the of the Packers before oh, they were green and gold. I this I've read this somewhere, so it may be completely wrong, but. Uh, Someone said that. No, you read it. I read it on the internet, so yeah, it's dicey information. But I think that there's some callback to the original Packer colors with that logo, which is very cool. It's dope. Um, so uh, David Zeller of the Dave's I Know podcast wants us to to fuck Mary kill positions keeper (laughs) on keeper striker and central mid uh, defensive midfielder. Uh, Let's let's go with striker. Uh, All right, let's name all the strikers. Right? Angelo, Angelo uh, Abu, Toy. and Toy. Uh, oh, you are yeah. like the it's players tough. for each one. That is tough with with the Dunlady yep, FMK, situation. right? Uh, um, um, well, you're definitely not marrying Abu Dunlady because you don't know if he's still <laughs> going to be there. Correct. Um, uh, so then, where do you put him? K. I'd probably, I'd probably. Uh, I don't want to use too many obscenities. I'd probably <laughs> say F. I'd probably sex the Abu. It's question the uh, tire fire already. Yeah. <laughs> well, look so look would, who it came you, from. You would, you yeah, I know. This was clearly an intentional. And then you would you would you would marry who? <laughs> Am I gonna marry Angelo or or Toy? I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna um, F. Uh, I'm gonna do the sex of Mason Toy because that's, that's where I was headed actually. Although it might so. be really quiet because he might <laughs> shush me. So actually, you know what? I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to sex the Abu. 
Um, and I'm going to marry Angelo, and I'm going to kill Mason Toy. Sorry, guys. Wow. Anyone else want to? Toy. Wait, what do you have, to, let, you have to say? FMK. Alex right. is going to get keeper, and you're going to get keeper. So you you go striker here. Oh, I'll go striker. Uh, sex the toy. Sex the toy. Sex the toy. Oh. <laughs> Hello. I am going to sex the toy. <laughs> yes. Hello. Time for you to put that ice back in uh, your pictorial. I might have to. Um, I will marry Abu and I will destroy the Angelo. Okay, keeper, <laughs> uh, we'll go with you first. Name the keepers Rodrigo. again. Besides Vito, <laughs> Vito, Bobby, and Dane Sinclair. Uh, okay. Uh, I totally, I absolutely know what Alex is going to say. So okay, so I would, um, jeez, uh, I would marry Sinclair. Get him young. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Have enough time to to shape him, yeah. shape him, shape him, shape him oh, the way no. I like him. Oh Jesus! That sounds so <laughs> creepy. Oh my god! Delete Whoa. this. Delete this. Edit this out. FBI just flagged. <laughs> oh my god! We're never taking any questions from Dave. Done. There's, 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 done. Again. there's gonna be You're a done. white fan by your house. That was, this tomorrow, was buddy. this is the Trojan horse by Dave. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, wasn't we, even, we, and that's we, how it wasn't killed, really a Trojan horse. It was the army just marching up to the game. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Alex, who you do know, you want to finish? Before I know, but yeah. Go ahead, Alex. <laughs> uh, you got to marry Vito, uh, fuck Dane, well and done, kill uh, Bobby. Really? I thought I totally thought you were gonna marry Dane, but for non-creepy Rodrigo reasons. <laughs> no, no, you gotta you gotta marry uh, Vito because he looks like a a dedicated family man, you know. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of Vito, we haven't talked. Or, we haven't or, talked. Or a hitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, we all have, hey, you know what? We all have. We I don't want to come home to that. We all have different fantasies, guys. Uh, so let's talk Chaco Watch. We have not talked this on on True. yet. Uh, uh, Vito Manone's dog Chaco is mm. still in England. He's very worried about it coming here. I won't put this on Twitter because I want to see if Minnesota United. None of them listen to this podcast. Thank Francisco God. Calvo. Um, listens I want to see podcast. if they come. Who do, Calvo does? Yeah, he's this just he's basically Arya Starking <laughs> this podcast. Every day. feeds of this um, So I want to see if this team has is smart enough to know that they should send a guy with a camera and do an entire video series of Chaco Watch of what getting the dog to Minnesota. It sounds like a Fangmire job. <laughs> it, yeah. Manny Lagos exactly. is Fangmire going... Is, is already uh, on... Uh, Chaco Watch. Chaco right? Watch. Chaco Watch is already a hashtag, guys. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I want to know, when is this dog going to get here? What plane is this dog going to be on? Minnesota is going to send someone to bring the dog. Who's going to go? I want to know this entire story. Should it be PK? PK Loon should go. Foot, yes. Foot. There we go. Uh, PK Loon go pick up Chaco. Wow. Yeah. That's, you're welcome, MNUFC Marketing. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, Chaco watch. And then somehow throwing a target dog somewhere in the middle. Uh, Edu Rosales video. says, what's your favorite shade of white? <laughs> Rodrigo? Oppressive. Yeah. Okay. Can't beat that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we've got um, Opuloons want to know if we support the Buzz Lagos Plaza movement. Someone tell me what about this. Is there is there like a movement? No, to this is a literally Lago? just Opuloons tweets about this. I think that this is all they tweet about anymore. They've they've like. So what's the Buzz Lagos <laughs> like if you Plaza? Were, so if they just want the 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 area in front of the stadium to be called the Buzz Lagos Plaza and the Opuloons. Who apparently are not rich enough to just buy the plaza and name it yeah. after him, uh, or on, you know, or on up, up your loons. How about you buy some soccer fields in St. Paul, and then we can just name them after Buzz Lagos. Yeah, and, and then everybody be happy with I that. Mean, yeah, they should. Even, they should name it after Buzz Lagos. But you know, it's going to be like yeah. if they name it after Buzz, it's going to be like the Buzz Lagos Plaza presented by Medtronic or something. Yeah, that's yeah. why I just wanted. You just feels named after Buzz Lagos. Steven Nelson uh, says, so I think we've improved the defense in midfield. However, since trading Christian, it seems our attack has been underwhelming. I don't feel confident we've made progress there. Are we going to score enough goals to win? Uh, and who will be the top three scorers? Uh, well, we know Darwin's going to be in the top three. So, yeah. Yeah. Miguel. No, Miguel will get benched for half the season. <laughs> and then he'll score 10 goals and still be in the top three. <laughs> It, but but this is a good question. I, I we've think it is, about, it is a good question. We've I talked think, about Abu being injured. Yes, and concerns with Rodriguez Toy. and yeah. whether Toy will get time. Toy, and then Molina it, was a 
third or was wasn't he a leading scorer before he got injured? Right. It wouldn't so surprise then, me if after Darwin, you know, uh, and Miguel, maybe Grego, she gets. More, <laughs> I mean, it gets ridiculous at that point if if the midfielders are contributing more than the strikers. But I mean, it's a possibility. Well, it's a possibility. Blackheart can't afford that many uh, Gregos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no more Gregos goals. No more Gregos three goals this year, and that'll be enough for for a good advertising. That's what's penciled out on your on your spreadsheets. I mean, this question comes from the fact that Angelo came into the team last year and the offense kind of dried up, but maybe more importantly, it got a lot dumber. And that's not, I don't mean necessarily by him, but the way the team was playing, it lost a lot of the movement that had, you know, Christian wasn't always scoring, but he, I mean, and we saw with the U.S. national team, he is, he moves all over the field. Um, and is not wedded to that sort of central forward position. Uh, he's not always there. And that gave space for other players to fill in. And I think that Angelo didn't right. really have that same effect. And so the question is, can, uh, can he change or can the team find a better way to play through him? And, you know, if not, what are the backup options? Well, what have we seen during this preseason? I mean, is there anything that leads you to believe that? It's going in that direction. I mean, I'm I'm sympathetic. I, I think I, I I'm sympathetic on this front Why? because I think that the team has been focusing more on defense. That's what they've been saying, and I do kind of think that there is the offense is is a little bit more poetry and less prose, and I think that that might take some time to develop. But it's, I mean, you know, you can't wait all day for that to happen. And it's, given what happened last year, it's obviously a concern. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I want to see more players uh, tried out for these positions. But, um, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I think that Angelo, so who's he's not scores, then? Nelson Valdez. Like, he, he can score, um, but it's probably not his best attribute. Uh, I mean, Angelo, Miguel, Darwin, right? That's the favorite, yeah, scores. at this point. Yeah, I mean... I don't think, yeah. he, I don't think he gets top three. I think Romario. But, but, but let's... I think look, Romario, if once he, once if we go to plan B... Romario, let's put it this way. Yeah, right. you, not, you would take Darwin plus the field, right, over the, the other players. Yeah, right, and yeah. that says a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. Uh, so Blue Green Loon says, should I hate New York Cosmos less with Kevin Venegas on the team? Kevin Venegas was announced by uh, by New York Cosmos, who are going to be playing in NPSL Pro. Uh, it's, you know, kind of he was in Indy last year. I didn't really track how he did there. It's kind of a, you know, I think um, drop drop from uh, MLS. He still has me blocked on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, Is he blocked? Oh yeah, yeah. He's actually he then unblocked me and then blocked me again. It's been m- many years of this, even though I wrote the songs that we sing about him. But you know, won't won't point nah, that nah, out. Nah, nah, Ungrateful. Nah, 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 nah. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't. I mean, I don't think we need to hate Cosmos any less. You know, no. just hate him. I mean, good for him. She's playing. Yeah, he's playing yeah, soccer and he's, he's making he's money out of it and whatever. You know, but fuck the Cosmos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We don't like the Cosmos. Uh, Mike Morris is Calvo or Jonathan Spector, Alex? Um, uh, I don't know. I'm Calvo. Yeah. But okay, there we go. You can sell whatever. Calvo. Uh, that's the correct answer. Um, yeah. Uh, there's lots of questions about the kit that I kind of we kind of talked about. Um, uh. Who of the young backup defenders has the best future with the club? This is from Tony Seisler, Gasper, Olmsberg, Manley. It seems like I haven't seen, again, I missed a little bit of the last match, but Gasper seems like he's kind of holding his own. And it seemed like uh, Oparo was really picking him out for some some of the runs he was making and actually getting some pretty good passes, long passes into him. I'm just, I'm just saying that I pick this this dirty back four and just yeah, be like, probably could. Let me like I want to play with him with him and with him and he knows why and then just let that be I mean that, that's what I would do I mean he's going to be the one that's going to be back there the most let Ike manage the team yeah <laughs> let's just take care of that defense even Sounds pick the perfect. goalie for crying out loud yeah, yeah. probably wouldn't bench Miguel be the, uh, um, only we know, we know Tony Sané won't bench Miguel right oh yeah there's we that know. too that's yeah. a good I think that Gasper is like he he, he 
I think that Amsberg is the highest ceiling, but I think that Gasper is like, you know, he's going to spend like 10 years in MLS and play, you know, 200 games. Um, you love Olmsberg. We know that. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask this question because I knew you would say that. Um, I think he has right. the highest ceiling. We, <laughs> I know. No, I, I know. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that with judgment. Chase I'm just saying you love him. Uh, so uh, let's let's call it a day. It's been long, uh, Alex. It's very late where you are. So thank you for staying up with us. Thanks, man. Thank you, listener, for staying up, however early or late, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, hey, I want to say this. Um, Champions League at Blackheart. There's Liverpool versus some team <laughs> on Tuesday, and then there's Tottenham versus some German team uh, that has Christian Pulisic in it on Wednesday. Really? I'll be I'll be um, uh, there on Wednesday, opening it early. I think I'll be there uh, Tuesday as well, just not working. Uh, but Wednesday I'll be behind the bar. So come uh, watch these games with us, and then this weekend we've got soccer as well. So check out the the Twitter feed and. And whatnot, but um, thank you guys, Rodrigo, Eric, Alex. Adios. Ciao.